Welcome to the Next Step Podcast with Jay and Brad. Wait, wait, I'm Brad. I'm Jay. I'm an All act. Right. All right. What? Can you believe we're on right now? Oh, are we on? Yeah, we are on. Oh my gosh, we are back. Where has everybody been? Where have you guys been? We've been here, sitting here, like, waiting, like, like what's why been months. Like, listening to us? Yeah, we're like, man, where has everyone been? No, I'm just kidding. That's a good way for not take personal responsibility, huh? Yeah, that's a good way. Hey, listen, we are back. We are sorry. You know the end of the year gets busy. We have a lot on our plates. Job change, kids, what family. Was, what was your guess on our last time we posted up one? September. Has it nope, been? it was, we recorded in September. We did? Yeah. So October? One was October 14th it went up. Okay, so not that as bad. We're in January, we're recording right, so, this. So November, December, two months. So like, we took the holidays. Aren't the most popular shows take like a break? They take a break during the holidays. It's a holiday? Okay. It's all in November, right? Thanksgiving, and then Christmas, and the year, yeah. So well, we're the, sorry, but we're back. What, what are some reasons why? Let's give, let's give some real reasons. Uh, real reasons, uh, yeah, I think it's just, has a lot has transpired since October. A lot. You've had like four jobs. Oh my gosh, I probably had four or five, and I'm signing a new one tomorrow. So like, well, uh, we got. We'll, we'll post this after the we'll fact. Po- yeah, we'll post this after the fact. So some new things in the works. Yeah, job change. Uh, back to school. Back to school. Oh, back guys. I have enrolled in BYU Idaho's online program, not the Pathways, just directly online, uh, to finish my degree. Except for I'm switching from accounting to f- marriage family studies. Because I love the subject so much that we're talking about. And what do you what do you plan to get with that? Plan on getting that bachelor's there, which I have about forty something credits, and then after that, getting my master's in licensed marriage family therapy um, to be help families stay together for eternity. Uh, well, that's exciting. Super exciting. So, anyways, that was a lot because that happened in the fall. Yeah. Anyways, that, there, there was a lot happening. Uh, I'll give you. So, I, I was. Dismotive. Look, we do this usually late at night. Super I don't know if late. You guys have heard that? Uh, I'm getting old. I don't know if you know that. I had a birthday this month. Oh. <laughs> you want to tell them how old you are? Yeah, because everyone thinks I'm like 80. And, and when they meet you in person, they always go, "Oh my gosh, yeah. I, you're way younger than I yeah, thought." But I'm a really, really young 49 year old. Do you hear that, folks? Wait, hold on. 49. That sounds really old. To He's you, the but... coolest, youngest, oldest 49 year old I know. Like uh, oldest cool guy. Unless I don't know you're on X Games or on the World Tour, I probably could keep up with you. Surfing, skating, motorcycle riding. This is true. That probably. I'm not trying to brag, but no, I, can, I can keep up. I'm not going to beat you. 100%. I can might keep up with you. 100%. Uh, Youngest old guy I know. But, uh, but man, I need my sleep a little more. So thinking of staying up till midnight. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's rough. It's a little rough, yeah. It's rough. Um, and, then, and then I have a confession. Like, when we started this gig, there was, I, I thought there was like two... No, 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 I thought there was maybe one or two LDS podcasts that was like pro LDS. Richie Stedman was one of them from the Cultural Hall. Yeah. Uh, and he was a little like, uh, he's a little edgy because he was X96 and he has some edgy topics. Um, and then I was corrected because I put that out there. You don't realize there's some Facebook group of all the LDS podcasters. Um, and I so, asked, like, was he the first one? And then some other guy, uh, uh, Open Jaws, last, sorry, I don't know names very good. Yeah. Blame my age. But he said he was around before uh, the cultural hall, and there was like three or four of them. But from my memory and help of yours, it was it was all it was the only ones I had heard of when I was searching were like, 
hey, let's talk about the Joe Smith papers and talk about how how bad Joe Smith was. When or, you approached me to do this four, three years ago? Or dude, it's been like four now, I think. Four, you would even ask me, A, about the 12 steps. Like, hey, if you had a 12-step thing, would you listen to it? For sure, I said. And there wasn't at the time when I got sober in 12. Well, maybe there was, but I didn't hear about it, and I looked on the podcast. Yeah, I remember I looked. looking specifically. You looked too, and I looked. So. And, and then the church thing, yeah, that's the only thing. We would even talk about those. And I even had some business acquaintances that were members and have kind of left, and it was because of – and they would always share these types of yeah, you listen to this podcast. wolves in the sheep clothing yeah. podcast. Yeah. So that was uh, – Kind of well. Part of me was like, I don't want to get into it because of that. You, you too. But then I'm like, you know what? Screw that. Let's let's be positive. Let's be pro church yeah. um, and talk about the 12 steps. Well, fast forward four years now. Like, dude, there's like 50. Have, so yeah. like every week on this Facebook group, gosh bless you. Um, like, dude, there's some. I'm starting a podcast and I'm doing this and you know it's like cool. Like, you know, there's yeah. fitness Mormon and yeah, there's everything and dieting Mormon and crochet Mormon and tattoo Mormon. Yeah, the tattoo more. I don't, she probably has she a podcast probably, too. She should get you one. Know, like I'm does. a fashion this. I'm you know whatever they're good at. Yeah. Um, so that they kind just of add me, more It kind of turned me off. I'm it, like even you just saying that kind of turns me off. Right. So like I've been seeing all this and I'm like ah oh, man like if everyone starts wearing the same clothes it's I'm not like, our style. Like yeah. we, we're we're the type of guy that go, wants to go against the grain a little bit or go not even against the grain. We just want to go in another path. I just want to yeah want to be well like if everyone's doing it then I'll do something else. Yeah. Uh, but that's Fair maybe enough. our rebellious spirit in there. But you know what? Uh, we're going forward because we got a, a loyal fan base. But I need you to just do us a favor, guys. If you haven't done these things, it's going to help get it out. Because the only thing that really keeps us going, and it's not the big money we're making. <laughs> it's not the like sleep. It is the messages that you guys send us. Like, you saved my life. You saved my marriage. Like, those are Dude, those are humbling. the messages that got us back in it's here humbling. tonight. It's humbling. But... If it helps you, let's get the word out to help some other people. So all the cheesy people, like, you subscribe, go on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever, do a ranking. Like, tell us how good we're doing. Give us the five stars if you think we're good. Because that allows these mediums to push us up because, once again, this is not a joke. This is not us pretending. We don't spend money in this at all. Like, there's we spend n- money. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We don't – but I'm going to say we don't spend money with advertisement. Like, yeah. there, there are marketing companies that help these podcasts get started. Me and Brad don't do that. We just literally record it, and it gets up there, and then it's up to you guys to rank it, to share it, and then it goes up in the rankings, and then people find it quicker. So maybe now that there's more LDS podcasts, you can go, hey, these are the podcasts I listen to yeah. and add us in there because I think the reluctancy is like, oh, why? Are you an addict? Yep. You're a wife an addict? Your husband? Which what, makes why? sense. Yep, yep, yep. So maybe you could loop together some of the other 50 LDS-themed podcasts and pick a couple Sh- of them that you like. Share it with the world. And add ours into there, um, and that could that could help it out. Totally. Um, we're going to uh, – let me keep talking. I need to move – uh, okay, boom. Okay. Um, so news, we're going to go short on news, and then we're going to just talk about some uh, addiction stuff. Do you got any uh, – well, normally you've done – do you have a surf report? Yeah, let's do surf report. Actually, surf uh, – haven't been surfing at all. We've been riding moto. Yeah. <laughs> Wintertime in California is kind of the moto thing. I know the rest of the country thinks we're wimpy because it's down to like 50 in the morning or 40 maybe. Totally. But we get kind of wimpy. Um, but the way has been good this week. Super go, good. I actually day? served. I didn't serve today, but I went yesterday. It was super fun. We got three to four new west-northwest swell going tomorrow morning with our good friend for sure. And uh, so that's a shout out to Fish. Out. Yeah, he loves it. That. He's still behind on episodes. Um, but uh, yeah, no, surf is back. Uh, wintertime swells are in. It's freezing in the morning. Water hasn't been that bad this year. Water wasn't that cold. I, like, I'm still wearing air a is freezing. I'm still wearing a 3 2. But the air is freezing. Threes. Yeah. I, I came around the corner on a skateboard at Trestles oh. and it was like, oh, that's whoa. Like a, yeah. Whoa. 
It's cold wind down there. Forty something wind chill. But uh, news wise, I think you know one one thing I want to get into real quick. Obviously, we're recording this right now, so this is three days after, two days, two days after uh, Kobe Bryant's helicopter went down, and he passed away with his daughter. And then another coach, which is actually a friend, uh, he was the coach of Orange Coast College, um, and uh, he had his uh, wife and one of his daughters on there, and then there was the basketball coach and their daughter, and then, of course, the pilot. And uh, my family actually knew, um, not Kobe Bryant, but um, my stepbrother played uh, baseball um, and, and played on the championship team, then later coached with Alto, Coach Alto and, and his family, my super close, my mom babysat the kids. Um, when those when that girl was a little kid, so it was pretty intense. Um, there's a go. I, I just want to get in right into this right now. I mean, obviously, that's sad. It makes us reflect and make sure that you you know take advantage of this life because tomorrow is not a guarantee. I saw a lot of posts that said that. But there's also a GoFundMe for um, Alto's family. He's got one more son and one more daughter that wasn't on there. The daughter's like 17, 16. The one who survived, and then the older brother. And you know, obviously, I'm sure he's in. And, you know, people are thinking, oh, he's insured on I mean, policy. I'm, dude, he is for sure. However, that stuff usually doesn't kick in right away. And um, so my stepbrother, uh, Jeff Piaskowski, you can look it up on GoFundMe. We can put the link on our show. Yeah, we'll put the link on there. And so if you can donate, if you, if you can donate, that's totally fine. Just share that. Go, you know, put that on your Facebook and share it. It's going around. So that's. One of my news is right off the bat. Well, another depressing. Another one that passed away was Clayton Christensen. Oh yeah, uh, that was just this week too. Uh, so Last, kind, of, yeah. kind of church news, and personally, like a big inspiration. Uh, some of his books, uh, definitely. You know, two two uh, phases of my life. Uh, one was the you know his big thing was on innovation mm-hmm. and innovators' dilemma, and that helped me in my in my business career. And then I read his book, Disrupting Class. I'm looking at the date it came out in. Uh, I think it was 07, but the updated one was 08. But yeah. that's that's what I'm kind of doing now as a that, career. That's your business. Um, his book on Everyday Missionary is fantastic. How You Measure Your Life. That's, uh, and that's what I say. That best yeah. one, if you haven't read this, is How You Measure Your Life. Is just like it's so good. So good. So good. Disruptive technology, all the good terms, so many things. That guy's just yeah. That guy's a stud. So uh, most of the people probably listen if you're in the church. He's known for his everyday missionary. I love, I used to quote it a lot, is on his personal website. You can go to applyclaytonchristian.com. And he says why he's a member of the church. Because he's in like academia, like super liberal academia. And he's with a bunch of people who think they're so smart and above religion and all this stuff. And, and his description of like, you know, being a member of the Church of Christ of Latter-day Saints compels him to live, to be a Christian and to serve, and he gives a bunch of examples on there, and you yeah. can't think of any other organization that does that. Yeah, like with his business career, Harvard, all that stuff, he could have just. There's a lot of re, you know, he could have been like, "I'm good, I did my part," and instead, that guy, while battling cancer, right? He's yeah. been battling cancer forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's just been charging and giving back and speeches, and the guy's a stud. So get uh, if you legend uh, dove into his uh, books, uh, dive into those. Dive into them. Um, Church news? Church coming up? uh, This has been uh, designated, that's the word? uh, Yeah, designated from President Nielsen, so our prophet of the church who leads the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that this is our bicentennial. Do you like this because it has the word bison in it? Yes. Okay. That's why I was This is like a special year for you. This is a special year for me. I was like, oh, he's talking about me. This is the year of the bison, which in some respects it is, but not in this respect. No, uh, it's 200 year. yeah, that the first vision happened for Joe Smith. And I remember when he talked about that, 
I'm going to endorse another podcast, yeah. the Church's Podcast on the First Vision. Oh, so good. So it's it's uh, very produced um, with the music in between, but it's got a church history yep. that's from the Joe Smith papers mm-hmm. that uh, all these other podcasts did podcasts on to say, look at all this, look at Joe Smith as a real man. Yeah, he, oh, had, he, had he had faults. Flaws? He had flaws. Uh, but they do a really good job of going through, uh, you know, they... They talk about the different versions of the first hit, uh, vision, and and I don't know. We don't need to get into that, but it's just funny to me that like people are like I never heard it, so therefore the church isn't true. My Sunday school, who's who's a mechan- diesel mechanic, who's volunteer to teach Sunday school, didn't share it to me, or and so therefore it's a it's a problem. It's yeah, like, therefore the church is hiding it from me. Um, I'm gonna hit really hard too. That that CES letter. You and I don't like it. Probably doesn't impact us as much because you probably even know what CES means. Yeah. Gr- me, I didn't even know what it meant. I didn't grow up in Utah, so like if you're in Idaho and Utah, maybe some part of Arizona, you're like, ooh, you wrote a letter to CES. That's like just some teachers, some guys that like go teach seminary and gals, and like they wrote it to a a, a, a seminary supervisor. It was one teacher writing it to the other. Yeah. Zero, zero, like the the fact that like I remember that came. I heard about that on my mission. It's still a year, yeah, I know it still goes on. People, are like, have you read that letter? And we've had a friend, and so like it's like, dude, here's the deal. It's like that is not That's that like, letter who was written and who was written to had zero authority whatsoever. Now, don't get me wrong, people may have. Uh, self-proclaim that authority on him or he may have on himself but like dude that's like saying like you and me are some authority on anything just because we're doing this podcast or just because we have ARP or just because of all the millions of callings we have or you know your job or whatever listen yeah you, you put weight in those in people's opinions don't even ours you need to listen to what we talk about and yeah. You spend more time listening to our podcast and reading the scriptures, then you got a problem. Yes, but if that's what it takes to get to the podcast, to the scriptures, yeah. then do it. But like, you still have to have a, a discernment, and you still have to study things out for yourself. You still have to, you know. I mean, that's how. That's why. That's why I love this church. When as soon as I heard the missionary lessons, it was like, hey, don't take our word for it. God, by the way, go pray about it, make a decision, but pray about it and get your own confirmation. We don't want you jumping into the water unless you're in. Can I just do some rants on this thing before we go? Of course. Then, then the next. Of course. <laughs> another reason I put off is, is uh, like you haven't seen much Instagram or Facebook posts because there's a lot of you don't even on it, so you mm-hmm. get a shelter from it. But like these, these. Uh, you know, the, the bloggers and the podcasters may have moved over to social media. So you got all these Instagram accounts or like LDS fill in the blank, Mormon fill in the blank yeah. that are like, all they do is find they're po- pointing at cracks and flaws and mistakes that the, the church, church leaders, Sunday school, the, the, the manuals say what some, some church leader said three, you know, 50 or a hundred years ago with, <laughs> with, without the context of like, Words have changed meanings. Uh, maybe, maybe the the culture was extremely different where they grew up, and like, like you know, cutting s- someone no slack a hundred years ago for they what they said twenty years ago. There are things yeah. we can't say today that twenty years ago would have been completely fine. That's true. Yeah. That's no true. matter what your religion, this is like this is in in the yeah, yeah. society. So, so let alone fifty a hundred years ago. Fifty hundred um, years ago might as well been. You know. So, so I just been like, I had, I had, you know me, cause I've told you, like, I've stopped mm-hmm. following like friends, people I know. I'm like, dude, I just can't look at their stuff anymore. Yeah. And then especially these LD that proclaim like, we're, we're really church, but let me show you all the flaws. Here's what, when you go to church, you need to do this and bring this up in your Sunday school class. And you need to tell your Bishop this. And we do that a little bit on here. So I'm like, dude, am I like, 
Am I being hypocritical? Because we kind of critic not criticize, but like give some advice for ARP. Yeah. But uh, but we don't we don't go around saying that just because they do it is so wrong. Like I don't know. We just know help what me, works. Help me reconcile. I, that, I guess I guess it, like it's one thing if you're if you're going. It's all in the spirit, right? We're told in, in the scriptures. It's the spirit of the man, right? What they're doing. It's the same thing with repentance. You'll know man's spirit by the way he repents, right? It's the same thing with if you're going to church to. To give someone an earful, like that's like not why we were at church. That is not doesn't mean we can't talk about that stuff in our mm-hmm. classes and stuff. I love it. You know, I teach Elders Quorum yeah. once a month or every other month now with a new schedule. But um, I try to make it a discussion because some people aren't like us, right? So some guys and gals have to they you know nine to five Monday through Friday and Saturday they don't get a chance to interact with other members based on their life you know whatever and so Sunday is their only interaction with the church so therefore I do think it's good to have those discussions however like it's all in the spirit like these you're you're frustrated righteously in in my opinion because people are in the spirit of contention and dude you know me I could be the most contentious person on the planet but there is never in my a my point never gets across when I'm that way B the spirit never is there right and then like you know C like I, I walk everyone walks away worse than the way they started off so even if you have some you know valid points in your argument dude the spirit of contention is never gonna get it across period end of and so, like you said, you're so, seeing this so, stuff on so the has vlogs, there been right? A lot, has there been a lot of changes in the church? No. What, how do you... No. I mean, I... Your perspective. You're not uh, born and raised no. LDS. 14 years. Neither of us grew up in Utah. Nope. So we come from a new perspective, but yep. like... You, to you, me today, right? nothing is... The only thing that's different, which is what we set... I, like what we've talked about, we've set out... Like I told you what I feel like my calling is in, in life since I'm getting sober with Lex is to help change culture. And I honestly don't think doctrine has changed what's – I haven't seen any doctrinal change. What I've seen is cultural change in 14 years. And whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, that's up to the discernment of you, not me. I have my opinion. You have your opinion. And uh, from, in my opinion, by the way, I think some of it's good. And, and, uh, and so but, – but if it didn't have changed, I would have been fine. I don't – like because the gospel is the same today as it was taught to me 14 years ago. So that's what – maybe that's was it was – you had your testimony on the gospel, not culture. You were attracted to the culture for sure. Culture like there was changed culture, my life. Culture that attracts. A there lot was some of really yeah. When people sit, talk crap on the LDS culture, one hundred percent, I wouldn't be here without that. Mm-hmm. Like in the story, it started well, first with culture going, "Hey, why?" Is, the guy I met was his name was Scotty. I said, you know, with his family, I said, "Why is this guy twenty six? He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He." he he doesn't go partying after work. He goes straight home to help his wife with the kids. And he told me because it's her turn to have a break. Why does he go to church? Those are culture. So to yeah. say that we produce nothing but bad culture is crazy. I was attracted to the culture. And, and then I learned the doctrine. And the negative culture that creeps in is we've been warned about over and over. And we've got Story the prideful book. and, yeah. and taking our calling and being ego and like I'm flexing your. The nature of almost yeah. all men, yeah. as soon as he gets a little bit of authority, think that he is the man. Yeah. And I'm telling you like that. We're called out on that in the scripture. So yeah, yeah that there is some of that. And that that creeps into any type of organization. Every organization on the planet, every every business. Yeah. You've worked for a lot of businesses. Yeah. I've in this last oh, year yeah. worked for about seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's is there, there it goes in those businesses. Oh uh, yeah. Just, just let me tell you. There's culture, there's shifts, there's changes, and there's ego. Doesn't make any of those companies wrong, bad, or indifferent. It just means it's human nature to do these things. And if you have issues with some of it, do what yeah, I hate to say this, but like um, what we found, I shouldn't say do what we do. What we found is 
stay in it, and, 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 and you know, if you leave, well, it doesn't change. Um, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, Some of the little stuff, um, you know? Like, I don't know. But, uh, but you know what? I think some of that's changing because, like, we're going, like, home base. So, like, do, do church in your home. We're going to support you. Yep. So there's plenty of egos in homes, right? Yep. yep. So that's, that's on us individually to, to, to correct that on both sides of the gender scale spectrum, mm-hmm. as you say nowadays. Um, there's a heck of a lot of ego on both sides, all sides of that. Um, and we got to keep that in check no matter where we are. And we're told we're the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So we're in this together. Yeah. Okay. That's enough ranting. Whoa. Well, let's... uh, uh, And that's really it. Let's get into... uh, I think... Let's do 20 and 20. Okay. 20 episodes in 2020. That's our goal, folks. Um, And I think we should start over with step one on this episode. I think we were on step four when we did three months ago. Let's Mm -hmm. just start the steps over again. So we'll drop in a step one share by Jay. The reason we do those shares... I wish I recorded my last... Did I have a step one? I don't think I recorded the last couple. They've been good. Probably not. They were some good ones. Yeah. So the reason we do that is so that if you don't have shares in your meeting, you have some models... To, to hear because meetings are, are somewhat new in a lot of areas that we get feedback on. So you can go, oh, that's the share. It's not a testimony of the church. It's not a testimony of the gospel. It is your experience with that step. Yep. <clears throat> and, and checking in where you currently that, are. That, and right. that is exactly what the script is in, from LDS Human Services for ARP. And that's modeled exactly after the 12 steps of AA and AASA, any of the 12-step meetings. So um, let's drop in your step one, and then let's talk about, uh, I don't know, we'll figure out on step one honesty and relate it to what's going on. Sounds like a plan. What's up, Marvin? I love step one. Um, I didn't when I got here, though. Um, When I got here, I was so angry at everyone and everything for all the stuff that I did, right? Because everyone was, like, mad at me, but I was angry at them for being mad at me. Like, it's crazy. Um, My first ARP meeting, I walked in, and it was the San Clemente meeting, and it was... It was, um, it was step one, and it was honesty. And I remember sitting there and, and just kind of being, you know, preoccupied with my thoughts like we just read and thinking about my next fix. And um, for me, that's cocaine. Um, but for others, you know, there's all kinds of different things that people get into. But um, the reason why I mention that is because I couldn't stop my head. Like, I couldn't stop thinking about the drug. Um, I was obsessed. And that obsession led me to waking up in a blackout from cocaine on Christmas Day. And I had destroyed my entire house. And um, in that moment, in in that moment of loneliness and, and desperation, I reached out and I said a prayer to the Lord. Because everything up to that point, like, I was doing it on my own. Like, that was my best judgment leading me to that point. I asked him for help. And uh, when I went to that meeting, I, I, I was reading this with, with everyone else, and I just started crying. Like, I couldn't stop crying. 
because I had hurt so many people, my wife especially, and, and that all kind of came to the surface. You know, because once you put down whatever substance, I don't care if you're using pornography or whatever, the spirit's going to come back. And, and that spirit hit me in the form of my daughter. She was, I think, four at the time, and I was, I was like at my lowest point, and she came up to me, and she gave me the best hug that a daughter can give, and I felt it. Like, I felt it for the first time because I had been so numb and cut off from the spirit and love that to just hug my daughter and feel her and be there in that moment was like a sign for me that I needed to change. And uh, I love step one because it, it's all about getting honest. I had a conversation with a guy today um, who couldn't see the problem, you know, um, with, with his problem. And, you know, you, there's a saying, you know, the definition of insanity is, you know, doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. And that's exactly like, like that's the case with this guy. And, and I see this and he cannot see it because he's in that, in that space in his head where he can't get out of that, you know? And then, so I'm trying to help him see for himself, like what's been happening. And, and it's hard when you're in that spot because you got a, a lot of anger, a lot of fear and if you're like me, you know, you've, you've hurt everyone in your life, so you have no one else to turn to, you know? So it's hard to ask for that help and to, to just reach out and admit, like, hey, maybe my way is not good, <laughs> you know? I know for, for me it wasn't. Um, I was listening to a conference talk about um, how people, like, go through their lives and just kind of, like, go along with the stream. Well, for me, my addiction, it was like I was just swimming upstream my entire life. And it was only until I gave up and surrendered to my Heavenly Father that I was actually able to achieve peace in my life, where that head would just shut off. Um, because that obsession of the mind I'm talking about was real for me. You know, I would co like constantly think about what I was doing and what I wanted to do. And for an alcoholic or an addict, that's the worst place you can be. And I like how it says in here, preoccupation with unworthy behavior can lead to unworthy behavior. It's like, well, duh, I was thinking about it, and now I'm going to do it. And that's kind of how my life was. And, and I'm so glad that I was able to humble myself and come to one of these meetings and just feel the spirit. Um, I felt it through you guys and all your guys' shares. Because while I was angry and pissed off at everyone, God had a plan for me. And it came through you guys. And through the Spirit, whispering to my heart that I was, I was in the right room. Being right where I needed to be, when I needed to be there. And if you're new, like tonight, if you're feeling anything of anger, loneliness, sorrow, whatever, this program can change you. This program will change you if you let it. These steps are laid out for a reason. Step one is all about getting honest. And if you can get honest with yourself, then you're un you can be unstoppable in this program.
because that's what it's all about. Step one is the foundation, then you got step two and one through 12, you know, but it all starts with the foundation of step one. I, I read a scripture when I, when I came in here into ARP, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't hear people saying, oh, read the scriptures. Like I heard them, but I didn't really hear them. Like, oh, read the scriptures. I'm like, yeah, okay, that works for you because you're like a bishop and you do this like every day. Like, how does that apply to me? I started reading the scriptures little by little and I couldn't read a lot. But when I started that, that's when my life started to get better. And then I started listening to conference talks. And in those conference talks, they said that the scriptures can immunize you against the power of addiction and, and any other mind-numbing things. And for me, that kind of struck a chord because I've been experiencing that. And I was reading in Alma 1320 the other day, and it said, Behold, the scriptures are before you. If ye will rest them, it shall be to your own destruction. That like was, that hit me like a ton of bricks. That's how the spirit works with me. It's like, no, dude, you're stupid. Like you need to like read the scriptures or you're going to die. And that's literally what it comes down to for me. Everyone's kind of different. You know, if you can't read the scriptures, listen to them. Because they're the words of God and his, and his son who died for all of us in this room. And he loves each and every one of us. And he wants us to return home. I know that this program is continuing to save my life. And it's continuing to save a lot of people in this room. So if you're new, I ask that you just open your mouth and share what's going on in your life. Because if you don't share, nothing's going to change. Step one, honesty. Ask the addict. Wait, what? Why is honesty step one and not like four? Oh, <laughs> you mean like why Why do we have one separated from step four? Uh, well, because oh, it's kind of the same thing, right? Why, why, how about not combining these? Why didn't the church go, you know what? Let's just have like six steps. Let's simplify this. You know, sure, yeah. AA has been doing this since whatever with 12 steps because, you know, we're a restorative church. Like... Yeah. I'm sure there was some um, discussion and dis- the change. I know there was, actually, yeah. to try to change this up because AA was from a Protestant uh, background. Yeah. But uh, from your perspective going through in these life, these step saving, why uh, step one wasn't combined with another step? I think uh, first off the bat, I mean, when you're coming to this program, this is 9 out of 10 addicts that walk into this meeting. One, your life is completely like come to an altar, like halt, meaning you either someone left you, you got caught, or you finally came to a change of heart and confessed your bishop, and then they told or, you about the or, program. Or what others have shared, their guilt has gotten so bad that they can't take it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying you got into this point and that one of these things has happened. So so now you all of a sudden you got this manual, right? And you're sitting in a meeting for your first time or AA, whatever it is. But step one, you sit there and it's like admit 
that you of yourself are powerless to overcome your addiction and that your life has become unmanageable. This is the this is literally the foundation. If this step is not done 100% correctly, the foundation is cracked. You go to build all this other stuff after it, it'll crumble because and so what I guess if you were to go into step 4 in step 1, it would complicate like it needs to be this step, as simple as it may sound like, okay, just admit you're good. That's so, not so, easy. So let me poke some holes yeah, yeah. in this that maybe yeah. you have thought or others. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go word by word maybe through this. Mm. Admit that you of yourself are powerless over addiction. So is that like, well, I'm addicted because, like you put an excuse of because. Yeah, because that's usually how you're living. Like there's a because in there, right? There's because, always a because. Because of, for your case, like you had a surgery, right? You had yeah. pain. Justified surgery or because of, you know, childhood abuse. If you're, you know, sex addict, you're like, well, this happened to me, so therefore I do this. Or or, or, or another one is, well, if all this, and you share this on previous, like if I just move, I go to Hawaii, yeah, yeah. I go here, I get a new job, I get a new house, I yep. get a new wife, get a new girlfriend, get a new this, Yep. Uh, then, then, then I can control it. It's just my current situation. Once I get out of, once I get that new job or my new car yeah. or my new- Or wife, addicts will say in their mind too is like, oh, if I, if I abstain for a certain amount of time, I heard- uh, one of our fellow episodes on here uh, who's been on the episode who we sponsor spoke in a local fireside here at the Temple's uh, Steak Center on Sunday. And he said he used to have a who, game. Who, because he was on here? Was, yeah, I mean, but I think we changed his name. Oh, okay. So I'm not 100%. Okay. But uh, he said he, he lived with this uh, pornography and sex addiction his entire life. So, okay, all the way into married in the Temple for kids. So we're talking 20, 30 years now. Um, and he said he would tell himself that as long he, – he remember reading said 21 days to make a habit or somewhere around yeah. that line. So he said, if I can just go for 21 days without it, that means I'm not addicted and I'm in control. And that he would do that every so often to help rationalize his decision process. So mm. the addict mind, this like little army inside of our head and like we get all in a huddle. Mm. We tell ourselves that we're not. So this – that's why – so the need for this step is, is, so, is so crucial and it needs to be simple and by itself because if it's not done correctly, it all crumbles. So let me reword yeah, it for a yeah. few different scenarios and tell me if you agree, because I have notes all in mind. Yeah. Admit that you yourself are powerless to overcome your spouse's addiction or to help your spouse get over their addiction, and your life has become unmanageable. Yeah. Uh, admit that you of yourself are powerless to change your son or daughter and that your life is unmanageable. Admit that you yourself are powerless to overcome your habit, your problem, yeah. Your attitude, yeah, and your life has become unmanageable. Yeah, church or church history. You're, you, oh yeah, right. So that. You are. You admit that you yourself are powerless to overcome your doubts on a specific point of church history, and that has caused your life to become unmanageable. Unmanageable, right? Think of the crisis, right? Mm-hmm. All those things that you just listed is a crisis, mm-hmm. right? So once again, we earn our seat in this room. We find ourselves. If you found yourself with this manual in your hand or digitally, right, and you're looking at step one. There is a reason like this is not this is not a coincidence. This is not a chance. You have, you know, you call it what you want. You've manifested yourself. Your life has become unmanageable. People we've heard this said before, right? This is not my saying. We've heard this said before. People usually don't find themselves in a meeting or on the steps on a winning streak. <laughs> right. So, so but these are all crises, right? Like that you said, some of them are the world would like to rate. 
right? What's yeah. harder than others? But it doesn't matter. We well, know that. We as individuals, we always say, well, mine's worse. Mine's, mine's were, harder than yours. Because that's part of the lie. That's also yeah. part of being but, dishonest. But, but it could be to you. Yeah, yeah. Like, to yeah. you, that is yeah. bigger than that other person's. Totally. Story. Well, in the beginning, some of us tell ourselves that because then it justifies our behavior. Well, this is worse. I, you don't understand. My, my, I'm, I know you. Terminally unique, you say. I'm terminally unique. And, and that justifies the brain to continue to the behavior. Because, see, as, as, as uh, rash as we all like to pretend we are. I'm going to start to hear some uh, uh, psychological lingo from Jay. Yeah, his, uh, yeah, 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 from his, the stuff. His uh, degree. So this is going to be cool. Yeah, so, so as, as, as logical as we all like to pretend we are, they're supposedly science psychologists, people who study the, the human brain and human behavior all say everyone makes decisions based on emotion and backs it up with logic. That's also a sales principle, by the way, if you're in sales. But it also applies to this. So what I'm saying is, uh, you know, all these crises that have happened, whether you think that you're, it's worse or less than, it doesn't matter. If you're here, you're here. Listen and take notice. And this step one, once again, you can't, you can't take, because really step one, you know, like they all could be, you know, typically glued into step one, right? Like honesty. Right? That's the, the actual like acronym. Very, this is very specific that you need to... Like the actual word you, is honest, yeah. You can't, you can't change what your current situation is. There is, is. power yeah. saying those words. Because, because then you're yielding to a higher power. Yes. Yeah. And That's step two. Step two. And all the greats, man. All the greats that are out there outside of AA. I mean, the motivation. So we're going to tap into the world because I know there's a lot of people listening that are looking towards the world instead of the church. So, okay, that's fine. I did that. Okay, and it leads me right back to where we are in the church. And even I was listening to Tony Robbins the other day in this, in this newest podcast. He said, I used to be one way, and I taught a bunch of people to be that way, and then I started to realize AA has something right. If you don't have a higher power, you can call it whatever you want. We know what we call it. Is he in recovery? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, recovery of his you know, mind, ego. like ego, right? <laughs> like, yeah, who knows? And But all I know is he was like going off on if you don't have, if you don't admit that you are power, like you need the power of something other than yourself to change. And he's, this is him teaching this yeah. in a secular setting, yeah, in cool. business, in life. So um, there is, I am a firm believer that as, until I said the words in a meeting and meant it, I am powerless to my drug addiction. I was never going to change. Well, as a normie, yep. this has completely helped me too because I say it all the time. I yep. admit that I can't control whatever situation yeah. it is. We've even talked and, about that, and, about stuff. And, and you're my, like, your my, response is like, I can't control it. It's my ego of like, oh, well, I can fix this. I, I'm, a fi- I'm a fixer by nature. Yeah. Like, so before you found the meeting, you were probably in your mind. Well, I still I, am. Like, I'm a fixer. We like, naturally want it. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. want to fix things. But there are certain things I cannot fix. Yeah. I can't control. I can't fix. Yeah. Um, and so going back to this step one and, and reiterating has helped me tremendously. And I, so this. So, so there you go. You just heard this. It helps someone who's suffering from immense trials and adversity and unmanageability to someone who is just as human as anyone else who is in the first category, but yet it applies is what you're saying. Uh, uh, you know, maybe I'm an average person, maybe you say, I don't well, know. Well, yeah, so, well, what I'm saying, the, the world's, you know. Well, a lot, of people, a lot of people think like, oh, those are good things, but, you know, they, they don't want to do them themselves. They want yeah. to apply these principles. Themselves. Yeah, we've heard this. I mean, how many times have you invited a bishop to this meeting, right? So, yeah. And they had actually come in. They're going to yeah. different meetings. Okay, good. Oh, so last thing on the step one, okay. because speaking of bishops, is this uh, challenge we have within the church is we have so many young people that have been exposed and doused with pornography at such a young age. Yeah. And what do we do with them? Because... 
adult 12-step meetings, uh, I don't care if you're in the church or out of the church, are like, they don't know what to do. It's, it hasn't been addressed yeah. yet. Um, and you're, from your psychology experience and my knowledge, like, you're, you may not be an addict if you're 12, 14 years old. You may be developing addictive patterns, yeah. but, but curbing behavior at a young age uh, yeah. can really uh, uh, prevent a lifelong of addiction. Yeah, and then on the flip side, too, it, it can, it can, you can already be very deep at that age oh, too, yeah, right? Like sure. we know that we don't want to admit that, but, but every, most, most every adult, especially with pornography and sex was hooked in their early teens. You learn to walk, crawl, grab, do all these things at a young age. Right. And that becomes the format for the rest of your life. Same things, dude. Some of us saw pornography at five, seven. Wow, yeah. So, 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 so I've had bishops like, Hey, what, what do I do? Should I do the 12 steps? And I'm like, absolutely. And well, because you're not going to lose anything from it. No, <laughs> like if it helps, because you know, again, they're most likely they're not thinking, oh, this is a hardcore addict. They're just they're stuck in a pattern, a, ha- a habit. Yeah. They're not on the streets. They're not. Yeah, they're they're not there yet. But and my thought is, well, if this works for a person on the streets who's cheating with their on in a sexual nature, treating with their spouse yeah. for a thirty year time with yeah. ho- hookers yeah, and yeah. all this stuff. And it, and it helps them stop that? Well, certainly it's going to help a 12-year-old who's who's been dabbling for a year. You can choose your bottom. That's what yeah. we say, right? So choose. So, so you could, what you're saying is you can help. Of course it can help for wherever you're at is what we're trying to yeah. get at. Is so, so go through this manual, Bishop, with youth and maybe with a parent or a leader and go through these steps. And, and I changed some language in here for the youth. I would say, tell me like yeah. this. Admit that you of yourself are powerless to overcome your... For youth, your problem, your habit. You know, these are probably the terms that yeah. are used. Yeah. For that you can use it to over, overcome your uh, habit, and so that your life does not become unmanageable. It's perfect. Same. It's really right. the same. It may be unmanageable now. Yeah. But it's really to prevent it uh-huh. being this not being absolutely unmanageable your whole life. Totally. Uh-huh. And the more that we speak to our youth, right? We talk about this. I have little, really little kids, right? And your 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 kids are just your last two are a little older than mine. But um, we've had to dive eat in deeply with Rusty, you know, my eight-year-old, who's going to be nine and when he got baptized, as well as my daughter. And it, 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 it's unfortunate we have to have these conversations. But, but, well, but guess what? You have these conversations with social media. Like, ex- I have it with, yeah. with, with students at my school all the time. Like, the way we treat our phone is a full-on addiction. Yeah. Like, it's treated just like if you just replace that with a pack of cigarettes, the same thing. I'm stressed. I want to pick it up. Oh, I'm I'm tired. I want to relax. Talk about this dopamine that they create. Yeah, it's the same thing. Same thing. So we we there is in the church specifically, right? Was what we need to say is like because in the church we do have a lot of I guess you would say on average higher non-use of drugs and alcohol, right? Totally. But so, we substitute with other things. But we substitute with other... Exactly. What you're trying to say is you can be like me and be justified because a doctor I wrote think, me. I, I could pass the temple recommend worthy. Yeah. I don't drink beer. Don't I quit drink the beer. Alcohol. I quit the cigarettes, but I, I got a script. Do, I don't do porn. Or, or now um, you're saying even for but, the norm, like, but, quote, but normie. I'm scrolling Instagram. You know, get your weekly report on your Instagram. I'm, a, I'm avoiding my children. Yeah. When I get home, I'm my wife wants me to spend more time with her. But you know what? I'm just stressed out right now because of our fill in the blank like we did earlier. Right. Your exercise earlier. And so uh, my phone is it's an escape or, you know, ESPN, because now you can control it all. Mm-hmm. So the guys with the sports, the guys with this, it's it used to be I had to wait till my program. Got on, <laughs> yeah. Right. And, he, and so for that hour, they didn't want TV. Yeah. You were tapped in for an hour in your sports center or yeah. whatever it is. It's your thing. Now. It's twenty four seven, and I've been a victim of this. It's information overload, right? So yeah, but the but the youth is I don't I feel sorry. Like they are growing. They up have yeah with their entire life addicted to something. Yeah, 
where that, that was avoided in previous generations where yes maybe, they haven't developed what the what the psychologists are saying they haven't even developed the frontal cortex yet so therefore they can't they don't even know the prop we know till 25 it's not even close to being developed so like they don't even know the how to process fully their consequences of their actions right and their choices that they're making now it's going to affect them later and then also we're handing them we as a culture generally not everyone but we hand them these things that are, you know, I'm pointing at my phone, is the most powerful thing yeah. ever. My son had a flip phone until he was 16. Yep. But guess what? As soon as he's got it, and we locked down it pretty well. But, dude, he spent four times as much, 100 times as much time staring at that phone. You yeah, know, compared to the flip phone. He's on offer up and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> and surfing and videos surfing and stuff. Surfing and surfline and texting. But, but you saw a difference oh, instantly. immediately. Yep. Immediately. And, and so ever? this is just one of those yeah. things where, like you're saying, you can apply but, this but step. But this cycle, yeah, helps break that cycle. Yes, because humans are this way. Hmm. We just need to understand. See, this step also ties into um, Ether 1227, um, which clearly lays – this is so good for so many reasons. We all think of it as the way to overcome weaknesses, Right. I like it also. I think the most, the best doctrinal truth we get from that verse, Ether 12, 27, is it tells us who gives us weaknesses. Mm-hmm. These are something that we didn't develop on our own. I always thought that I developed these on my own. Now, of course, can some be that way for sure? But it be, says yeah. right there, I, the Lord, give unto man weakness so that they may be humble. But Jay, humble. the world tells us if we're born a certain way, yeah. and we have certain tenant, ten, certain uh, attractions a, yeah. and a certain appetites, yeah. that that we that, that that's just what it is. Yeah, and anyone who's wrong and, tells and, you to stay away from it, right? Yeah. Like if you're re- you're repressing me. I want, you know, let's play the, like, the role here, you know, so I really love opiates, right? Okay, because why do I love opiates? You're sitting there, why would Jay like, why would he say that? He's in recovery, he has his podcast. I still love, op- let me tell you why. Those things make you feel, in the beginning, the same way you feel when you hug a baby, when your mother tells you you love her, when your wife, well, you name it, you fill in the blank of a great scenario. That's what they did for me. However, you know... They, they quickly turn really quickly. And, and so um, uh, what I was going with that is, if, if, so that's my thing, right? I say that out loud. And you tell me not to do that. The world is saying, well, you're, you know, would, 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 would I be nuts or would you be nuts if you told me, hey, Jay, stop taking the opiates. You're taking 100 of those a day. You know, you're not functioning right. Your life is all unmanageable and blah, blah. I'm like, well, you can't suppress me. I want this. This is what I feel. I'm tendency to do this because the doctor said I have a dopamine problem, mm-hmm. right? They say that. I, I don't create dopamine the same way. When these pills give it to me better than the psychiatric drug, yeah. right? Or now it switches to sex. Well, I have an inclination. I, I, I don't have homosexual in, you know, inclinations, but hey, that girl's really pretty. My wife's pretty, but so is that girl. So is that girl. So is that girl. Should I just like, you know what I'm saying? It's so nuts the, to sit back and say that, the church or any other organization or any other being is suppressive because they're trying to teach you how to be happy. But, I've, but isn't that what the, the scripture are full of commandments? Yeah. <laughs> like it's no for commandments to don't thou shalt not thou shalt. Yeah. And their specific guidelines. Yeah. Um, and we're and, here to tell you that like if you do these things. Some of them are going to go contrary. There will be some that are contrary to, to your you, nature. you like and your what nature. I like and yeah. what they like and what I'm attracted to. The natural man to. in you. Yeah, and it's going to be different for all of us, and it kind of sucks. That like At first. It, but if you find the right, correct me if some, I'm wrong. Some of them are going to suck the whole time. Like, you have to keep it in. Some of them, yeah. Like, but, but for me, I can only speak for myself. As one who has literally lived the world, I've lived it. 
I've lived it. I've looked at porn three, four, five times in a day before, okay, for years. I've, you know, you master, have sex with other, you know, multiple spouse, you know, before I was married, multiple you know, different partners is what I'm trying to say, spouses, <laughs> partners. And I'm saying all that the world says is okay, and that will bring you happiness. You can find, you can find articles online that say that's all good for you. Yeah. And now you have a man sitting in front of you who's 33 and who has abstained from all that, abstained from all of it, abstained from every one of it, including masturbation, all these things, drug-free. And I've never been happier in my life than I am today. And I did all the things that were I, – I went – I leaned – You embraced it. You embraced I, uh, yeah, I leaned into my nature. I leaned into the nat- natural man, member and non-member, both. I've done it both times. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to just know the, the restored gospel and know where you came from and then go back and lean into the world. That doesn't work either. Just like it didn't work for me when I didn't know, and I was. And that's, that's a powerful witness because a lot. I mean, we're pretty sheltered as if, as church members, right? And most of our friends are church members, and yeah. most of our friends have always lived it. And so when we we hear about that person who left the church or person who's you know cafeteria plan of the commandments, mm-hmm. we're like, well, that sounds attractive. Yeah, and look at them. Look at their Instagram. Look at that. Oh, They're out having people. a wine glass. Like, yeah. why can't we have a glass of wine? Yeah, it's healthy. Like, I read that article. It says that's good for you. Yeah, one glass of wine. A little bit of weed is good and for you. And like, oxygen. Yeah, weeds. Well, let's go. Well, yeah. All of this is good. Well, dude, listen, if it was good, I wouldn't be here. And, and I'm not like, the only one. I like how you said lean on it. So who am I going to lean on? That world, that news, that, that scientific study, that, uh, that social media influencer, that friend from high school on Facebook. Your old, or, your old gospel doctrine. My old gospel doctor teacher, teacher. at the church. My yeah. old bishop who bounced. Yeah. Like, or am I going to rely on the prophet and the 12 apostles that are on? It goes back today? to the core of the Even testimony. Even if they say something to me that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I saw one of these posts. It was yeah. like a picture of Elder Oaks. And like, finally, he said something that makes me feel good. Well, oh my I re- I, like, sometimes I want to go and like, tell me something that's uncomfortable because then, then I can change. Like, what am I? Yeah. I want to go to the apostles and go, where should I? Where, where am I going wrong? And it's uncomfortable at first, but it's also kind of cool to know like, okay, this is what I need to work on. The Lord loves um, it's, it's Yeah. No, I, I obviously we know I agree with everything you're saying. Tell us if you agree with us. I, 100%. I think, you know, what is the scripture? Let's go back to scriptures. The Lord loves those he chases. When I hear chases. things, chastens. I, when I hear some of those things, I remember at times when I have a re- – here's a fact, fun fact. Whenever I'm being rebellious in my heart, in my mind, in my daily activities, when I hear talks, some talks, they rub me the wrong way. When I'm choosing, no one's forcing me, when I'm choosing to be all in on the gospel, I hear the same talk and I'm going, wow, I actually naturally don't think that and I need to go repent and I need to change my ways. It's crazy. Nothing's changed. The only thing that's changed is where my intent, my heart, my same talk could be saying the same thing. You and I both love the older talks. Like we love going back in the 70s, 60s, black and white, where they just were direct. There was no political correctness. They could just (laughs) teach from the doctrine. Now, you know, for for better or for worse, once again, it's your opinion um, of how you think it is. Um, But anyways, I, if I, you know, if I was being rebellious, I remember when I was being rebellious after my, after I got home from my mission and I was in a dark place and I ended up getting disfellowshipped. I remember complaining about the brethren. And sometimes rebellion isn't what more little, uh, Mormon culture is like it rebellion. Isn't necessarily drinking or smoking or things like that. It's just your attitude. Yeah, yeah. Because we kind of I've done that, that too. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's just like want to kick against. Yeah, the yeah. No, I know they say I no tattoos, like or I, I know that they say this, or I know that you know they say I should be doing come follow me at home. But you know what? It's like, dude, I already got so much work to do, and like I'm like, dude, between the sports that my kids play and be, you know between my career and my Instagram life, 
you know, spending 10 minutes with my family to teach them gospel principles. Dude, who's a church think they are? Did you see that post? You didn't see that? No. Oh, my gosh. What is it? I don't have time to go. <laughs> that's one of the odds. See, there you go. I posted didn't even on, see this. Yeah, it, that meme with the cat that's like, I don't know what that's from. I don't know. It's hilarious. But it's like these two girls that are like screaming. He's like, I don't have time for come follow me. And then it says, you just, the cat goes, you just got Disney Plus and CBS All Access. <laughs> Boom. And, and how many of us bought the CBS or Disney I, I have or it, Netflix? Have Disney Plus. We have all the time in the world, man. <laughs> and so what we're getting at is I, I it's got, where your heart's I at. I didn't get as many likes on that post. I'm sure you didn't. I'm sure you didn't. Because once again, <laughs> if your hurts. heart's not in the right hand, I know. Yeah, well, yeah, listen, sometimes, not sometimes. I said. Uh, the harder right changes your life. And the things, we all know this. This is not something. Like, dude, this is not new. We're not giving, we're regurgitating what we know is true, right? And some of the principles that are taught. In this sometimes world, outside reminders. of the church, yeah, we need reminders like this one that, hey, sometimes, sometimes pain is good. Sometimes you need reminders that aren't in a suit. Yeah, sometimes we need people to say, hey, look it, maybe. And that's my ego. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe spending 10 minutes to teach my, make sure my family's got it down. Because see, back in the day before this come follow me, before the two-hour church, before, like you said, home-centered and backed up by the church, um, you could just, I think, rest on your laurels. You could say, hey, my kids are going to school. They're, you know, Sundays, we're, we're there for three hours. They're yeah. getting taught. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame the Sunday school teacher for not teaching me that Joseph Smith had different accounts of his first vision over the last 20 years when he told different people. Yeah. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah. So the next generation, they're going to blame their mom and dad. Totally. In like, totally. Yeah, in like yeah. 20 yeah. years. My mom and dad. My mom and dad hid that from me. Which is actually good because it actually falls in line with the proclamation because on the parents, boom. Yeah, that's a little good. Right? I just took a little class last semester on the family proclamation. It is on our heads as parents. If you're a parent and you're listening to this, to make sure that we are teaching correct principles. Doesn't mean, now this is where we mix it up and this is where the ego gets involved and this is where we get all like defensive and stuff. It doesn't mean you have to, in, it's not means you're guaranteeing that they're going to accept it. Mm-hmm. You just have to live it and teach it. That's it. In fact, it frees you from the guilt of going, if they don't embrace it, I, it's on me. Doesn't it go like step one? Yeah. You're powerless to that. You are once again. You, yeah. you that was one of your explanations. Yeah. Is I'm powerless over my child. Uh, so step one is so crucial in so many ways. It applies well, to everything we in life. Like ten minutes, fifteen yeah. maybe. Let's get into honesty because there was a. Uh, this is going to mix news and honesty and how you react to it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was like a month ago when. Uh, uh, Washington Post or whatever posted, and there was subsequent articles about the church had a hundred billion, yeah, uh, in uh, investment accounts, yeah. Um, and I saw that before, but yeah. then you texted it. Yes, I was talking or, to someone or, I worked with, and they go, "Did you?" S-? This is the exact words. Okay. Now we all yeah, once well, again. We haven't talked about how this it all went over down. Those texts. Okay, so how it all went down is I'm on the phone with someone that I know who's a member of the church and who I work with, and. First thing out of his mouth, he's like, did you see the bomb that just dropped? And I go, what do you mean? And he goes, oh, dude, big scandal, big time. So you got to understand, I am someone who is a reactor. I have not mastered this one area of my life yet, and it is my biggest weakness that I am working on. I'm putting it out on the airwaves right now that I react one way, and then it takes me, because of the program, I can finally slow down and change. Otherwise, it used to, I'd react and just go. And I wouldn't stop. I can so, attest to this. Right? Right? And even before you know it, it's even worse, right? So before I got sober, it was even 10 times worse. So that was my news. And then he said, hey, the church just got busted, you know, uh, hiding money and, 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 and paying this and, and taking tithing and this and the other. And before I even read it, I reacted. 
I reacted. I sent you a text. Was I that, sent a bunch was, of people texts. How soon after he told you that did you send? On the phone with the guy still. <laughs> That's how fast I am to react rather than take a deep breath. And, and I, I can't find it, but I think it said something about it. And then you're like, I'm not paying tithing anymore. Well, I said, like I'm not that. paying to these, my exact words. I am not paying another dime to these crooks. That's what my first reaction is. So if you want to, if you're sitting here listening and you think, were you thirty percent, forty percent, eighty percent, hundred percent serious? Pretty dang serious in that moment. Listen, and 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 so here, if you're ever thinking that like, oh, I'm your hero, I'm not your hero, number one, because I am flawed beyond belief. And uh, my first reaction to that, I thought he was joking. Yeah, you thought well. A little bit was joking, but I was at I the time. Yeah, well, a little bit. Because I was like, well, my was reaction bit, when yeah. I read it was like, dude, that's pretty rad that the church got that much banked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I was like, joking a little bit, but at the same time, I had read, I hadn't even read it yet. I didn't even read the whole thing, right? So, anyways, that's my first reaction. Okay, so if you want to judge me, you can, if you're listening. But then, you know. I actually slow down. We start talking, right? We start listening. I start reading. We text. We text back and forth. But yeah, but I mean, me and my wife start talking. I start reading the articles, and I and 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 where mine goes because of the program, I've seen so many good men and women be able to compartmentalize decisions, right? And that's what I said right off the bat. So, is it? it and so a lot of people immediately go, and this is where I know the people who are really upset about this whole thing. Are going. I can sympathize. I can empathize. It doesn't mean that I agree, but I empathize because um, you want to think that, like, you know, the, the first reaction is the brethren or the church will never do bad things. Okay, look at. Okay, we are the church. We've said this a million times. We, we we're human, so we know for a fact humans are flawed. Period. End of story. And um, we know the first found. You know, there were people from the beginning with Joseph Smith, and way before Joseph Smith, including one of the twelve apostles who Christ called himself, that that you know went astray and did some horrible things. It is we are flawed in our human nature. Does that mean that's what happened here? No. But my brain went right to that justification of like, oh, I could see how this could happen. You could see. Remember, and I was like, I was like, you did could you, see money. When, when your first reaction. Did you think there was a hundred billion in like? In a bank account? No, I knew I knew about the investment. So I okay. know I've talked to some members, including family members, who okay. didn't even know that the church even invested. Of course, I knew that um, just because of our area. And I think talking to people, but I knew that. Uh, what I didn't, what where I went, I I kind of went with the side of the guy because when I read the article, I read his opinion on it. Where he was saying, the guy who like leaked the, you know, who's a quote whistleblower. Whistleblower. Oh yeah, whistleblower. And. Um, he, he, he was tying it into his mission, which is very similar to the way I felt, was like when I served in a third world country, I remember thinking, why aren't we providing mo- some type of monetary, even if it's toothbrushes, like something other than just a book. Now, I, I, of course, I understood the principle of the book. That's why I changed my life. But at the same time, so I think it just clicked. There was like okay. so many fast reactions. Uh-huh. And anyway, okay. so that's where let, I went at first. Let, let me, how accurate is this? Because I don't know. And we haven't talked about this. Yeah. I, I, when I when I realized you were serious about it, I'm like, oh, I'm like, because I know that kind of shocked you when you saw that poverty the first time. Yeah. That you were like, oh, like well, people are starving. Like, why why are they holding out? Number two, uh, you're probably going through a stressful financial time. Totally. Um, and you're like comparing where you're at to where that's at. Yep. Um, and then I don't know what, but those were the first two. Hands two, hands down, first two. Um, and then uh, that's all I know you, I guess. And then, yeah. so so my take was like, dude, that's pretty rad that they're saving up because I remember church history of how it was like down to pennies, <laughs> right? Yeah, a um, lot, a lot of issues. But then, but then I, I looked almost. at like, uh, what what are some other nonprofits that have a lot of money? Like, is that it sounds like a whole lot? Yeah. You know how much Harvard has? Uh huh. Fifty six billion, one college campus. Well, maybe they got a couple satellite. 
What does a college need $56 billion for? Yeah, what are they doing? Compared to a world, a li- worldwide yeah, church. That's the way to put it, yeah. Right? Who's, who's actually saving for the second coming. Yep. <laughs> for whatever's going to happen. Like, we actually believe there's a second coming where the shit is going to hit the fan. Yeah, we don't believe it's like a figure, really. No, like, 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 this we, is like, like a- prophecy is it's all going to hit the fan. And after all it hits fan, then we're going to go build up Missouri. Like, New. Yep. Uh, so okay. there's going to need New some Jersey. funds for yeah. that. Yep. All right, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You know how much they have? How much? Forty-one billion. And they just put a well, big Netflix well, thing out too about well, that. Aren't they like supposed to say why are they charging for all their stuff? Yeah, it's a good way to right. put it. Have another one. Third, Kaiser found a hospital. You know, people go bankrupt. They can't afford their medical yeah. stuff. Uh, they got twenty billion dollars. I know people that have gone bankrupt. Yeah. Or are dying because they can't get medical. Another university, Yale University. Another just university. Eight twenty-eight billion. You know how much their tuition is at those universities? Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't even want to give me started with the so Harvard. Another one, Princeton. Like so. Yeah. All these huge uh, universities have. So this is where had. your mind went. Right so my mind was like, well, I, I, you know, what are they? They're what are they? I don't know what they're saving for. Like, is yeah. there? Are, are they? Are they going to forgive their student loans? Are they going to lower their tuition? No, their tuition's going up all the time. Tithing stayed the same. <laughs> yeah. Tithing hasn't changed. No. Nope. Right. They're not asking so, for more so or less. I, I know, being in higher higher uh, academics, that like. You know, those are research universities. Their professors make very good money and teach maybe one or two classes, right? Yep. And they're, they're doing research. Stupid money. Getting, getting, yeah, they get stupid money. <laughs> and they're, doing, they're not really teaching. They have, um, so, like, what, but what's their long-term game? Like, is there going to be some, some, like, shortage of demand of college? It doesn't seem like it. But our doctrine's like, no, there's going to be, like. The so, world as we know so, it today will So who change. do I trust? What? Me, would I take the money and do something different? Heck, yeah, I would. I'd have motorcycles for all the missionaries, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, I would give out money on my mission. Like, totally. I gave per, like, I would do things totally different. But, no, I have a testimony of the prophets and apostles that they're watched out, that they're, well, they watchmen on the tower. Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I put my trust. I lean into that trust. Yeah. Then what I, would, what I would do with the money. Yep. Because yeah. I don't manage my money that wisely. Yeah. So I guess all those people manage their money so wisely that they can that they grew, tell them. That they grew, yeah, $6 billion, you know, into 200 over time. Bro, and if you do the numbers of where they got, that wasn't, that, the mathematically doesn't work out that it's our 10%, that our yeah. tithing that went to that. That was pure investment returns. Returns on so investment. So they, yeah. they are truly uh, uh, max, what was that parable of the uh, ta- talents? talents? Yeah, maxima- right? like, the tal- yeah maximizing, maximizing the, the talents. And saving. Given. Saving for the uh, arena, and then the joke, the the of course, if you don't have a testimony, you're like, they're saving for the second coming. Okay, just admit you that, don't. Yeah. Just admit you don't believe the second coming. Yeah, just admit that. Then, then I I would hope you'd respect that that is a belief that we believe in, and there probably should be rainy day. And how much? I don't know. Should it be ten billion, hundred billion, three hundred billion? I don't know. Tony, yeah. Where I finally got to my place, which within we, but, ended, so but, we I guarantee, did, but I guarantee President Nelson sees sees. A, a balance sheet that she's that much money on yeah, there. Yeah. And I'm sure he's like, oh, okay, cool. Or he's like, crap, what are we holding all this for? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm not, I guarantee he's not controlling where the investments are and what, what they're investing in. That is not what the 12 are not engaged in that. Yeah. But they do see the balance sheet to know whether we're holding on too much or too little. Totally. That's I what think, I believe. I think, and then it comes down to at the end of the day where I finally got to that. I mean, yeah, what, and I, what tipped you over? At, the, at the end of the day, it came down to because I remember asking you. I said just to select. I only take my information to a few people, um, and uh, it came down to the day what I learned in this twelve-step program when Lexi left me. So I was alone, 
And we couldn't even communicate over our child that we passed back and forth, you know, that first few months we were separated. And uh, someone who Xander told me in AA principle is just, you got to make your bed and keep your side of the street clean. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm like, how does that apply? Because my, my brain went back to this steps because the steps are how I do everything now. So after I calmed down, my reaction started to change. I started to start to be reflective and say a lot of things that you, you I heard you say this. I'm like, yeah, I don't mean, you know. I, I said two things to you that I think made, I'm like, number one, are we commanded to pay tithing? Yeah. Yeah. And then number two, do I trust that the prophet leads the church? Yeah. Uh, those are comes yeah. out of those two things. Totally. Yeah, because really, yeah. And so it came at the end of the day is it's not. And, and number three, I think was, I think the church should pay as little tax as possible. Yeah. So if they're going to. Yeah, and, well, that was actually one all, of the things and, I and, thought about. It was like, how can all, I sit here and because his his biggest claim was that they're avoiding tax work code. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, dude. Do we, do I should you, even do, say this online, but like, dude, listen, I do not think the Fed. Do, do you pay a CPA to go through? Exactly. You say, Look, let's see how much, how the most I can pay in my taxes. Or do you? We say, may offend you right now if you're if you're a pro Fed, but listen, I th- no, I'm but, more uh, of a libertarian than anything, and that doesn't even need a label. But the point is, yes, I we, would think we even those that that are for higher tax codes probably still tell their CPA to hey make it so I pay the least amount of tax possible. Otherwise, you can always pay more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you can, it's and voluntary it, tax. You it, can pay, you can double your taxes. If we only have to pay 50%, you can pay the government 30%. Yeah. Yeah. But for me personally, my bias is like, I, I think the church can do better with the funds than the federal. Than the federal government, okay. which is what becomes this religion. And, and that's in the United States. I don't know about the other countries. Yeah. If, if you're you listening. Guys manage your co- money well in your country, then great. But in the United States, I think the government, uh, I think the church and and it. another thing that came to my oh, so I agree hundred percent agree. And the next thing that came to my mind was um, the scripture. You know, you'll know a tree by its fruits. So going back to that was one of the first scriptures in the Bible that I used to discern with the Joe Smith story. Like when I'm investigating the church a little bit and hearing hearing more about my friend Scotty and why he was so unique and why he was living so differently. I remember reading that scripture at a young as a young kid and going I'll know a tree by its fruit and you can't produce that. You remember that. as a kid? Huh? Yeah, yeah, well, 16 huh? is when I got my bible. Okay. So, um and I remember going, dude, what is this fr- what is the fruit of this tree? Like what is the fruit of this church? Cuz you know I've been pretty much even when I was not living 100%, I was not the addict that disappeared. I was the addict that had a temple calling, not even a recommend, like I actually like a, rec- a temple calling. And I'm telling you, at, so I've been all in. So I look at the, the fruits of 14 years and the fruits of 14 years of my, and just my life, what this church has given me, the, hands down, the fruit is, is not only is good, it's delicious to the taste and very desirable. We're recording. Boom. So hey, what's up? This is on Instagram. Awesome. Live, so. Insta? Are we sideways? Is that going to work? Or I don't no? know how that works, but we're not very good at this. So mm-hmm. all right, we got to wrap it up because uh, we're doing this recording before our meeting. But listen, basically what it comes down to is after I didn't just go all in like I did and it started to slow down and reflect, I realized that I'm not in charge. He is. I have a very strong testimony of this church and of everything they decide to do. And uh, yeah. I overreacted and things changed and now I'm 100% in and... If you want to know what G overreacted to, you're going to have to listen to the end of our podcast. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Because I, I got real. I did. I hold back of like what I was thinking. I, don't think, I didn't know what you were thinking until you shared it. Yep. So uh, we're back 20 episodes in 2020. If you're listening to this, he just started this doing a live. Is. What? Oh, sorry. What? Yeah, we're recording and. Do it live. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Uh, we'll sign off on both of them, right? Yeah. Sign us off. So, hey, so here's the deal. We love you guys. We're sorry it took us so long to record. We're going to do 20 in, 20. 20 in 2020. Bicentennial year over and out. Shelter in-